Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Season 2, Episode 18. Hello and welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast with me, Mark Taylor. Um, thanks very much. This is the third episode this week um, from our live recordings that we did at the BET show, which was in Excel in London um, just slightly earlier in the year. Um, and just a little bit about BET. Um, their mission is basically to bring people, ideas, practices and technologies together um, so that educators and learners can fulfil their potential. And it really is just a, a very large scale event, um, kind of like a conference in lots of ways where there are lots of exhibitors um lots of teachers and lots of people in education just coming to see all the latest things that are available for schools to really sort of enhance their learning and um it is a fabulous event and um and I and I hope you've enjoyed these interviews especially um bearing in mind they're on location so they're out of the studio so so therefore the recordings are much harder thing to do but um um, I really appreciate appreciate you listening, and um, and this one finally this week is um, from Tinker dot com, which is T Y N K E R dot com, um, and um, this is all about coding for kids. So hello and welcome back to Education on Fire. I'm at Bet here with Srini Manyam, who's the co-founder and CTO of Tinker, um, which I have to say has the probably the best display of anything that's actually here at the event which has got a um just a cage with a dr- two or three drones in the middle of it which are all flying around and you can just see it for miles around and uh, it's a spectacular thing so welcome to the podcast so can you just give us a little bit of background about um what tinker is and how it was set up and and, and sort of the origins of it sure um my co-founders and i founded tinker about three years uh, four years ago now and uh, we started uh, in uh, California. Um, basically, we wanted to get um, a platform going where it was something really fun for our own kids uh, to learn coding. Um, and uh, pr- you know, pretty quickly, we found out that there was a pent-up demand in, uh, in schools and in homes where uh, people wanted to learn coding, but they tried other things and they weren't as fun. Um, so they started uh, picking up on our... Uh, um, our uh, learning platform Um, and right now we have uh, millions of kids using it uh, specifically about you know 46 million kids use Tinker and uh, we are in more than 60,000 schools worldwide. That's fantastic so you really are a global company. That's right. And I hear this quite a lot it the the best projects the best companies the best um, situations start by we need to do this for our kids or for the people that I'm involved in or the school that I'm teaching in. There's something out there which I can't quite actually do my, I can't find it anywhere else, but I'm going to do it myself. And, and, and I think from there, you've got the origins of a really great start, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely need-based. And so, uh, you know, one of the things is, you know, when I learned programming, when I was, I don't know, like in sixth or seventh grade, I had this little calculator thing that my dad uh, brought back and then and then after that, I also uh, learned some coding on the BBC Micro, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and the, the, the basic and everything, right? Uh, so, but then, you know, uh, that wasn't really, uh, th- that was great for me. I mean, you know, like, like print my name backwards or something like that. But, you know, if I want to sit with my son or my daughter right now, and if I show them the same, same, thing, the same thing, 
because of all the choices they have, I mean, they just get bored and say, oh, can I go back to playing, right? Sure. So we wanted to do something really interesting. So with Tinker, what we've done is um, we come up with these little coding games and there's actually a scenario. Uh, you're uh, lost in space and you need to get back to your moon base. And the only way you do that is with a few code blocks or uh, you're programming a little uh, candy troll to go find candy or you're programming a dragon uh, to hunt for treasure. So all of these scenarios that we uh, do as puzzle sets, those things engage kids a lot more than, you know, something like, you know, let's print the first 10 numbers backwards or something like sure. that. That's what we did <laughs> on those little calculators. Yeah. And, um, and, and as, as you can hear as we're talking, that, you know, we're talking about literally moving a character a couple of paces to get a to get a, a bit of candy, which is something right. I've seen as well. And also you showed me in the space of about five minutes how to do some programming to get a drone to, to be flying around. So you really do cater from the youngest children all the way through to adults on, I guess. That's right. Um, right now, uh, our blocks, are uh, they have a little bit of uh, text on it, so they need to know how to read. So maybe at around six or seven years old when, they're, when they can read words like walk, jump, you know, um, and so th those are... Those are sort of the basic things that we need them to know. Uh, so they need to be able to read. Uh, as long as they can do that, then uh, they're ready to you know, start putting them together. So they connect them like uh, Lego blocks, and the sequencing is important. So if there's a walk, walk, jump, that means your character will do whatever you tell it to do. And, so you, and we keep building on that with more complex uh, programming constructs like a loop or a function or a variable. Uh, but, you know, so... One approach is puzzle-based learning. Uh, the other thing is that, you know, our goal is to, um, you know, help them become makers, right? So there are all these do-it-yourself, hands-on projects. So we tell them, like, okay, make your own greeting card or uh, make your own uh, weather application. So all these little things that we give them as uh, hands-on projects, uh, that's what uh, uh, makes them apply their skills that they've learned and you know, actually use it in a real project. Sure, rather than it just being, this is the activity for today and you have to be able to do this and this. It's that kind of, now you've got the skills, having shown you a scenario, now you create your own scenario and, and, and away you go. Right, right. So there's a lot of uh, intrinsic uh, motivation with coding because, uh, you know, you're very satisfied when you build something and it's your own and you can share it with your friends and parents and family and everybody, right? But uh, Tinker also has... Uh, sort of a game-based learning system. So they earn points and they earn, you know, there's daily missions where you get double points and, you know, they can earn characters, unlock things. So all of those things put together, I mean, it's really a lot more fun than, you know, just uh, being given a tool and saying, okay, this is coding, go figure it out. Absolutely. So and we just want to focus more on the sort of the curriculum side of things. And I think that's it, isn't it? It's, it's, we all know that when kids are in inspired when they're interested when they feel like they've got the creativity and the space within the creativity to it so you've got the framework but within that they've got the creativity and the space to be able to create in a way that they want and then express themselves in a way that they want and that's essentially what learning is because i guess we're we're also teaching kids to do things that we don't know what they're going to be yet because they're going to be the grown-ups that are going to be coding and creating products for the future right right absolutely i think um if you look at where things are going, I mean, technology is in every part of uh, whatever we see around us, right? I mean, so um, jobs are getting replaced. Um, so, you know, it, it's not like we want to scare the kids into saying, oh, you have to learn coding or something. So it, it's more like, uh, uh, you know, we want them to be aware of things and that they can, they can change the world around them with technology, right? I mean, 
you know, maybe 10 years ago, uh, if we were talking about self-driving cars, I mean, we would be laughing, right? But right now, it's it's almost a reality. It is, it is, and right? and 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 in one of the places I live near, they're they're already talking about that about very much in terms of trialing that sort of thing. Because um, um, Milton Keynes, which is quite close to where I live, is um is based on a grid system. It's a very American-looking kind of new town, and uh, okay. and for exactly that reason, I think there's the sorts of places that they're sort of really sort of trialing those sorts of ideas. Yeah, I mean, so you, we have all these you know drone deliveries, and you know like like a lot of automation is going on. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just heard an argument like, "Oh well, if everything is getting automated, why do we need to teach them to code?" Right? I mean, so the answer to that is, somebody has to write all that, right? I mean, somebody has to write the code for the self-driving cars. So we, the, absolutely, that will be our kids. I mean, that's 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 what we need to make sure that they're makers. They need to know that they can innovate. Uh, they need to uh, they need to know that it's really easy, and you know what, uh, and they can do it, right? And um. And so following on from that sort of approach, the, the early years of kind of doing the drag and drop um, blocks and the building those early things. So how far through does, um, can you take that? Does it take you all the way through to actual coding and, and actual um, coding programs as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Tinker starts from these little coding puzzles when you're uh, maybe kindergarten through second or third grade. Um, and then we have... Uh, a grade-based curriculum for every grade all the way up to eighth grade based on visual blocks. Uh, but, you know, if your kids, uh, like students, are sort of, uh, um, you know, like much more advanced and they've done a lot of visual coding and they get it, we also have uh, JavaScript and Python courses that we've just launched. And so they can get into real text coding uh, and build, uh, you know, online games and things like that. Yeah, and then you really are away, aren't you, then, in terms of that whole world opens up to you oh, in yeah. terms of creating yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it sounds brilliant. And you, you just mentioned there about the, the curriculum and, and stuff. So can you just describe some of the resources that are available for teachers and, and the accessibility for schools and teachers um, based on it? Sure. Um, when you go to tinker.com, I mean, you will see that we have a home product and a school product. So if you sort of... Uh, click into the school side of things. Uh, that's where uh, we have a free uh, six-hour curriculum for teachers, and uh, all they have to do is sign up as a teacher on uh, you know www.tinker.com, and then you know they have a, um, a curriculum. And they, the, the the important thing is that for teachers, um, if they use uh, G Suite or uh, you know Google Classroom. All they have to do is click a button and all their kids are automatically imported and a classroom is created for you. So they can create classrooms. Um, and then there's a lot of uh, support things that we've done. Like, for example, you can import your roster. Um, it's, uh, and we have large districts who uh, have APIs so that you know, when students move between classrooms, uh, you know, that, that sort of syncing can happen every day, like nightly syncs. So there's a lot of advanced features for uh, classroom management that we've built. And then there's also um, lesson plans and detailed curriculum. And that's the core of what we do. I mean, we have a game-based curriculum. So uh, every uh, hour where a teacher uh, meets with a, a set of students in their class, they can actually start off with uh, puzzles. And we teach the teachers what they need to say so that uh, you know, they don't find it alien to teach coding, right? You know, because you know we're asking all these teachers to teach programming and they haven't had any formal programming experience themselves so we've made it such that it's sort of for absolute beginners uh, both teachers and the students and uh, you know these lesson plans are detailed and then we have answer keys and solutions and 
We also help with the grading and assessment uh, and mastery charts. So it's like a whole system yeah. of learning. So once you're, once you're involved, you can really just take it wherever you need it to go, really, and just, and just follow the whole thing through and have the support and the understanding of actually you're supported, you've got the resources there, and... Right, and it could take you, like I say, from kindergarten all the way through, or, or here in the UK from nursery all the way through into your secondary. That's right. So you know, you you could uh, start using our f- free products, and so um, the tools are all always free. So there's nothing that we charge for, um, and uh, teachers are welcome to build their own lesson plans and use them. And you know, for, it's of course free forever. Uh, but what we charge for is our own curriculum. So we, we do have a great base curriculum and. There's a lot of work in building the curriculum, so we have to map it to standards and, uh, you know, that we get it reviewed by a, a number of people in the educational community and, um, and uh, it, it, it's a lot of effort. So that's, that's, that's the paid part. Uh, and then there's also assessment. So the, the other things that we've also done is uh, we also work with uh, some of these hardware devices like drones and Lego Vidu, and that also has been uh, interesting for teachers recently. Yeah, so, so you've got the... The software and 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 all the back back end stuff to, in order to do that and the, and the coding side of it and it's that then approach of just being involved like say whether it's a drone or or, or lego organization to be able to then use that to then make it visual i guess and to actually create something to happen yeah i mean so the the thing is uh, we believe strongly that um learning is better if uh, we are teaching the kids uh, where their interests lie uh, so if kids are interested in uh, playing Minecraft, uh, then you can mod Minecraft and build games on Minecraft using code with Tinker. Uh, if kids are interested in uh, flying drones, um, we sort of use that passion to um, have them you know, program a flight path, uh, you know, pick up ice cubes, right, and things like that using a drone. Uh, and again, like, you know, they can, for example, imagine that there's a project with a Lego Vidu kit, uh, where there's a windmill, and uh, it just recognizes the speed of uh, wind in London and rotates it accordingly. Right? I mean, if it's it's windy, then you know you see that, or some lights blink. So things like that, which is more real time, which you can do with coding and Lego put together. Yep. So those are the kind of projects that are really interesting that you can do a lot with code there. Yeah, and that, that's amazing. And um, yeah. and 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 I should say here specifically, you're you're here with Parrot, and that's where the drone side of it came in in, in order in order to be able to to see how this code then fitted in order to make it like you know, like you say it, it comes off the floor, it turns around, it opens and closes its pincers. I mean all sorts of things which you showed me very quickly. I mean, it's, uh, and it, and it, and it's great. And it really you can really just see all that thing come together. And I can see why kids really really love that whole, whole concept. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, the drone is one of the most fun things in the classroom, right? So I think um, if you take a look at, um, you know, like all these kids, uh, (laughs) they love when they see the thing fly and it's always exhilarating. And um, we want to use that passion to kind of tell them, okay, you know, like uh, make a pattern in the sky or, uh, you know, um, take a picture and, you know, like bring it into your program. Uh, all of these things are possible with yeah. drones, and and I think the, the the key really is 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 for us just to get across that it's it's sparking that inspiration and 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 the coding absolutely. and all that there is just is just how you're going about doing that and 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 that really is key for absolutely everything that's yeah that's, that's exactly in, intrinsically right. for education per se you know and that whole sort of thing. So right. if um 
if teachers over here in the UK um, want to get involved, then it's just a question to go into your website, as you said. That's where they need to just yeah, go that's first. Basically, corner. it. I mean, so we have about uh, two thousand schools in the UK using Tinker today, um, and um, you know they just start off um, uh, and use all our uh, free services, and then uh, if they're interested in a curriculum, then they can always uh, um, you know get access to that, and you know it. You just send us an email and we're pretty fast in responding. Great. So if, if there's any schools that are listening, either in the UK or the US or, or wherever you are around the world, um, get in contact and, and let us know your, your experience from the, from the teacher and the school's point of view, because it'd be great just to sort of have both sides of that coin. And, and you can get, if you go to educationonfire.com and just underneath this podcast, just go into the comments and just leave a few things and we can have a, a conversation about exactly the different types of ways that you've been using it and, and, and how you're how your students are, are loving the whole process that'd be fantastic so um thanks very much for chatting to me today it's been thank really, you. really great to see it in action and, and really great to talk to you. you can just sort of feel the passion for what you're doing coming through and it's uh, it's really great and um i wish you another great couple of days while you're still here in london yeah absolutely thank you thank you for listening to the education on fire podcast for more information please go to educationonfire.com